Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. It's been a while since we've done a Boss Talk Strategy Hour edition, and usually we bring on a guest when this happens, but... You're just stuck with me today. I know. It's (laughs) fine. But I saw this passage today, a friend posted it and like literally struck me so much so that I felt like we needed to have an entire conversation about it. So I'm going to read you the passage super quick and then talk about the topic at hand. And I think there's going to be a lot that pops up today, but it's, it's all about finite thinking. And this popped up from a video that Simon Sinek posted about finite thinking. And if you haven't read any of his books or watch his YouTube videos. He is a wealth of knowledge. But anyway, he is talking about Blockbuster. (laughs) Remember them? Okay. So when Blockbuster's board of directors reviewed Netflix subscription model in the early mid 2000s, the CEO of Blockbuster said, we must change our subscription model to compete as streaming services are guaranteed to increase. The CEO a blockbuster was rejected by the board because blockbuster earned 12% of its annual revenue from late fees. <gasps> and now they're not even a thing. So it's all about finite thinking. They turned down explosive growth and actually being relevant in the market for 12% of their revenue. Correct. And so my previous professor, Brian Bookwalter, wrote this quote about finite thinking. He said, don't make decisions based on where you are today and what is working for you today. Base them on where you want to be and what your goals say you should do. Oh, can we talk about how hard and scary that is, though? (laughs) That's why I was like, we have to talk about this because... I feel like that's been the theme of our conversations the past like year and a half, where we were going along in growth, making pivots, making changes by results that we wanted to see right now. And that got us far. Like, I don't think those types of decisions... I think they can serve you really well in the very beginning stages, mm-hmm. but when you are needing to make like big people decisions, if I have a hard time of deciding, is this a right now decision, a long-term decision, or am I just like, am I scared to make that decision? Well, and I think this specifically is such an interesting, hard conversation to have when you're looking at the small business realm. Okay. Because we're not 
looking at these businesses that are making hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars a year. Not that their decision-making doesn't have huge impact. Obviously, when you're dealing with millions, maybe it's even scarier. I don't know. (laughs) But like, I think what's hard about that is usually in their situation, it doesn't necessarily put their own position at risk. It might put their people at risk. It might put their business profit at risk, but usually it doesn't put their own livelihood at now, risk. What's the CEO of Blockbuster doing right now? I don't know. I have no idea. I'd be interested in that. What's really concerning to me about this particular thing is that the CEO did see the yeah. vision. No, for sure. And then was rejected by all the people around him. Yeah. And granted, I don't know if he had veto power, but like, I'm also wondering, think about this in terms of you are the CEO of your business and your board of directors are all your friends, family, and people of influence in your life. Yep. Okay. Because in reality- That's how it is. You're bouncing so many ideas off of them and you would be shocked- the yeah. level of influence you're just giving away to people that don't actually run your business. Yeah. Yeah. They might have emotional stake. Sometimes those people have financial stake, just like a board. But as the CEO, no matter how big or small your business currently is, that's the role that you're playing. If you started it, that's your role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's scary. But speaking of Blockbuster, obviously we're going to keep talking about this, but I saw I was reading this BuzzFeed article the other day that was all about old tweets that haven't aged well. And it's just mostly like funny predictions that like went wrong or like just funny comments, whatever. And Blockbuster tweeted, hey, when you cancel your Netflix, show us your cancellation email and you'll be entered to win a year subscription of Blockbuster or something like that. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out for you, buddy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. We get to make these choices. And sometimes because we don't have a board, it feels like we are in some way responsible to all these other people in our life, even though they're not living the day to day of it all. And I have a hundred percent made decisions based on how those other people in my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big and small. Oh, yeah hiring, purchasing something, going on a certain trip or investing in a certain conference or a mastermind or I mean, all kinds of decisions. And it's starting to make me wonder (laughs) what I have maybe done in the past and what I'm going to do moving forward. And what does it look like to be mindful of the path? Because, you know, Sometimes you're really clear on where you want to go and that makes it easier. But sometimes that like where you want to be and what goals you have that surround that, sometimes it's a lot more fuzzy. Well, and I think it gets fuzzy and it's gotten fuzzier for us. Although the fuzzier this particular piece has gotten, the more clarity I've gotten, which doesn't make sense. But let me explain. Okay. When I finally fully let it set in, that in order to have, insert whatever thing you want to have here, if it's in order to be a millionaire, in order to have $10 million, in order to have whatever it is you want, a million dollar or a $10 million business, 
might not be the only way to get there. It isn't the only way to get there. And for many years, I lived in the silo of this business, the one we have right here is going to be the only ticket for me to get insert whatever thing here. And it could be, it could also just be one of the tickets. And then I lived in a silo of, okay, I was starting to unlearn that way of thinking, right? Boss Project doesn't have to be the only vehicle for me to achieve the things that I want to achieve. So then it was like, okay, what things outside of Boss Project can help me achieve that goal, right? So it's either earrings or it's investments with my husband or it's different choices we make personally. Okay, so I explored that for a while. And then revolutionary, Abby and I sat down like towards the beginning of this year and they were like, we were like, what can Boss Project do for us that's going to open other doors that aren't necessarily selling more products or reaching more people or creating new things, what else outside of that, outside of what we've already done, can Boss Project do for us to reach the goals that we both have? And so I think now it's like, okay, we've like layered down into that conversation of what are the ways that we can reach the goals that we individually have and collectively have that aren't all in the ways that I've been thinking in the past couple of years. Yeah, it's funny how not just in a silo, but like almost like boxed mentality. Like yeah. you can't see past a certain Oh, we just have to point. sell more products. We just have to make more products. We just need to reach more people. Well, and you know, in some ways I thought, oh, well, you can always pivot. Like I think we've illustrated that to ourselves enough times <laughs> that like I am fully aware that if this one aspect doesn't work, that like you can always yeah. adjust. But what this is saying, and what I think is mindful, and perhaps maybe intrigues me more because you and I are both very futuristic thinkers. Yes. Which actually makes it hard to make decisions today, by the way. Oh, 100%. I took that. What was that test we recently took? It was previously Strength Finders, and now it's like Gallup. Okay, whatever that Strength Finder test was. I took it for the first time in my life. And there are many questions on there that are like, do you reminisce on the past or focus on the future? Do you think about things you could have done differently or like what you could do tomorrow? Do you? And it was some version of that same question. And every time it was like, future, 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 future. And I really sat with that where it was like, I've known that about myself. I'm hardly ever a ruminator. I'll, I'll talk about things that are like happening in the moment over and over again. Abby knows sometimes like, I have to hash things out to to process them. Like, but okay. it's never right. It's never like four years ago. Remember when this? It's never like that. No. Well, which is helpful because neither of us really hold grudges. None. Like, not at I all. Not at all. Because I don't remember. <laughs> Great. What did I eat yesterday? Great. I, Fantastic. Let me ruminate today, and then I'm going to literally forget this happened tomorrow. <laughs> For real. But I think what's interesting about this particular piece is, okay, we may be future thinkers in goal setting in where we want to be, what we want our life to look like, what I don't think we're very good at. And I, I feel like we're on like, we are in a learning season so that we can be good at yeah, this. We are. Is okay. If all of this is really true for you, if you are really sure that this is what you want, which, I mean, we may or may not be, but like, are you sure at least for now that this is what you want? 
then you need to make decisions that reflect that, right? And so here's the thing. We've tried this before and it fucked us up. Dead. Yeah, dead. Okay. I'm going to be real honest with you. We tried to build a team, basically. We tried to build a team for the business we thought we were going to have. It was disastrous. And honestly, it's not the people. The people aren't the problem. No. Like, we had some really killer people in the door at the moment. We couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And so then we couldn't afford it, got upside down, a whole slew of events occurred because of that. But then I'm like, okay, uh, sure, we had to learn that lesson so we could be more cautious. But what I don't want to do now is because we learned that lesson is wait, Mm -hmm. is like not do the things we need to do to become And that's what I was trying to verbalize at the beginning of the episode is, is this a hesitation in making decisions because of past knowledge or is it because I'm scared? Because those are two very different things. Have I learned it to make a different decision or have I been burned by it? And so I don't want to make the same decision. And here's what's funny. So you're a Virgo, right? Our birthdays are in the same month, but we're like two weeks apart. Two weeks and a year apart. Yeah. Yeah. So you are a Virgo. I'm a Libra. Libras by nature. And this is so funny because I feel like I wouldn't have said this about myself until I truly, truly have been like, but really think about it. I am really indecisive really indecisive. I question my decisions like nobody's business. There are times like, I feel like once I make a decision, I like feel like I have to stick with, like I have to run with it. I have to prove that that's like the right thing. Cause I made that decision, mm-hmm. but leading up to like pulling the shot, like naming it, it's really, really difficult for me. And I feel like I could be always like, I could see this side, I could see that side, or you could convince me of this side. Well, just so you know, you do this about really small shit too. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, I could do this or I could do that. You can just have this conversation yesterday about what day to schedule a reoccurring meeting. I was like, (laughs) chill the fuck out. Like it's Uh not going to be that big a deal. But I will say, and maybe this is, an interesting dynamic we've created because I know that about you. I feel like I go into conversations kind of already having made up my mind when right. I'm like getting your buy-in on right. it, but you want me to make the decision. But then the interesting part though, is as the type of person that I am, whether it's Libra mm-hmm. or string finder or what the fuck ever, it doesn't matter. When I trust my intuition Yes. It's spot on. And as a, what the human design, as some of my, like, I don't know what they're called when things are filled in or things are open or open and shut, open, close, whatever. You guys are like yelling at your podcast right now, but whatever (laughs) my things, oh, defined and undefined. That's what I mean. Because of that, what I've learned from that is, (laughs) so I'm a Libra who's super indecisive. However, if I learn to trust my intuition, my gut, my very first response is the right one. Like I'm the type of person who should hone the skill of not overthinking because it's when I overthink that I make the wrong decision. It's when I'm like, nope, this is the one. Don't stop thinking about it. This is where we need to go or what we need to do or whatever. 
I don't know why that's the case. If it's an intuition thing, if it's just like being decisive about something, but I wrote that down as my like, so we're in a mastermind right now. And it was like, one of your three words, you're going to be your focus for the next six months. And I wrote decisiveness. (laughs) Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Yeah. Well, and The thing with it that I think is interesting is sometimes when you know how you typically operate in the universe and then you're like trying to think in this new way, sometimes you (laughs) are questioning, am I needing to alter the way in which I operate or am I like, what part of this needs to shift? Because I think sometimes 
because you're right. I think for both of us, the first answer is almost always the right answer. Not that I'm not saying like we're always right. That's not what I'm saying. But like in terms of what makes sense for our business, what makes sense for our life, like we both are very clear and like can be quick about these kinds of things. But then I think there's this like, well, we need to put our big girl pants on Mm -hmm. and we need to like look at the future and like we need to like insert xyz all this other garbage over here and we're like well is the decision we're making right now like is that an alignment is it not i don't know half the time i don't either and i think it's also so going back to kind of like finite decision making we have been all year honestly we started these conversations last year about revamping some of our products, revamping the journey, revamping the customer experience. How does everything tie in together? And part of that is going to involve like a pretty big makeover. I don't know in what capacity of our signature program. And it could mean a slew of other things. We haven't made a decision like, yes, we're lacking clarity. Yes. We're getting coaching and support like for those things, but We've been sitting here thinking, is this a decision that's like going to work for right now? Or is this a decision that's going to be able to last for a longer time? And so therefore, we haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that we haven't done anything. We've done a lot. No, we've done a lot. Right. And everyone keeps saying like, you need to think. But, but like, we're not thinkers. Like, that's just not. No. We are at, in the real, if you real sense of it. We are action takers and this like whole needing to be a certain way first is really fucking me up. We're brainstormers and then action takers. Like we have a meeting on Friday where we're going to like rehash a bunch of stuff that we're learning. And I absolutely know based on past experience, like we're going to have a clearly defined to-do list after that call, have stuff to delegate on Tuesday with our team meeting, like going to see stuff. So I don't know, part of it's just like waiting appropriately until you like have the right clarity and then not waiting for fucking ever because you say you want something different. So do something different. Yeah, I have a couple like very specific things in mind and I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) How are other people just so decisive? Well, because here's the thing, I'm like, this decision 100% is in alignment with where we want to be and where we want to go and the goals we say we have. Okay. So from that perspective, then it's a no brainer. Then we should do it. Emily's like, what fucking decision yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be she's like, already oh, made okay. up her mind and she hasn't even told I have already me. Made up my mind. <laughs> I've already, you're not going to be surprised. <laughs> I've already made up my mind over here. Okay. But then the other part of me is like, now, don't be stupid. <laughs> okay, if that's true, it can be true, but X, Y, Z has to be true first mm. for that to be true. And that's where I'm fucked up. Oh, yeah. It's the chicken or the egg. It's the fucking chicken or the egg. Like, that's truly, I think a lot of my struggle here is the smarter we've gotten about business, the more intentional and cautious we've gotten which has led guys i kid you not to the most stable fucking business ever 
Like, we're not going anywhere. This shit is in the ground. The foundation is poured. We're not going anywhere. We have a full-on basement and a storm shelter. Right. And I feel like we have the one that you, like, store all the shit you don't need for the time that will never happen. Yeah. We have that. Yeah, the the apocalypse room. Yeah. Yeah, we we built that. Okay, guys? Like, it's done. I was watching Hillary Rushford's stories the other day and she was kind of word vomiting about some stuff. And, you know, this, this wasn't her concept to come up with. I know this wasn't necessarily her concept to come up with, but she was just kind of like unpacking it for herself. And the reality that for a lot of people, the more you have to lose, the more cautious you get. Mm. Yeah. And there are so many times when you and I have talked about how we miss that, like, scrappy grassroots baby business owner because we were just throwing shit at the wall trying stuff on because we could like rinse repeat refresh reset it didn't matter try something new and it was fine and now it feels well if we do those same behaviors there's so much more to lose and we've been close to being at risk of losing things before within this business and so I think both of us are like But we also know (laughs) that if we rely too much on other people to give guidance and tell us what to do, that we won't make the right decision for us. And and here's the truth in all of that. We've mentioned this before, just in an episode you guys probably recently listened to. The decision itself is not wrong. The decision to learn from this person to implement this, you know, selling mechanism or whatever, that in and of itself is not wrong. But if it is not in alignment with you, your business, us, our business, it's wrong because it won't work. Right. And here's where I think I see a lot of people making the mistake is so maybe they're like getting out of finite thinking. They're thinking about their future. They're thinking about where they want to go. And so they're making decisions based on that. They're also then assigning the responsibility to a decision rather than owning the responsibility. Yeah. Because you best believe, you best believe I've thought a course or a mastermind or a hire or a system or a insert literally anything that we deemed a solution. Yeah. We've assigned the responsibility over to the other party, whether whether that's an actual tangible person or not. And then when it doesn't work, yeah, we're like, what? Yeah. Oh my well, god. Here's something interesting too that you know. I think looking back on this in a couple of years, it'll even be funny because I can just imagine the clarity that we'll have then. But I think that the new version of that, that at least I've been doing. Okay, so we learn to not like fully lean or rely on other people to guide those decisions for us. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I've had to kind of like start separate myself from is looking at, you know, friends of ours, peers who are in this industry who have businesses the same size of ours or bigger than ours, you know, very similar scope as ours, as they're going about their CEO duties of what they're mm-hmm. doing in their business. And they share that online or they're teaching other people how to do the same thing. I absolutely would scoop my eyeballs out with a spoon if that was my day to day. Like, don't want it. And so there was a story I was telling myself for a while, like, ooh, if I'm not acting like that CEO, if I'm not doing those same things for my team or thinking in that way, 
am I a real CEO? Are we going to be able to grow? Are we going to be able to do and see the same results that that business has seen if we don't do it that way? And it, yes, <laughs> because it's the same thing as like, if I don't want to price my product at that or sell in that way or whatever, your business can still grow. And so I'm, I'm having to kind of figure out what does that position for our team look like that is going to be beneficial for growth and big picture thinking and visioning, but in a way that feels good for me and us? I think there's so much to unpack there. And I, I think the thing I want you to pay attention to is your decision making is within your own grasp. And we cannot continue to assign it to other people in the same way. And if we continue to look at the way other people are running their business and assume that that is the majority, we are lying to ourselves. I think one of the biggest things that causes like this imposter syndrome, which I really don't like the term, like, I don't like a lot of these fucking terms that talk about mindset personally, because I feel like then you like label yourself as that. And then you have a really hard time getting out of it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. neither here nor there. But if you're thinking about that, and we're thinking about business growth, okay, we're smart people. All these people listening to this podcast, you're smart for listening to this fucking podcast. It's <laughs> one of the best ones out there. I kid you not. We've been on the charts on the charts for business for four years. We're in the top 30 for business management. So I'm when I say we know what we're talking about, we do. Okay. So I'm owning and that. Also, go leave a review. I've been pulling our <laughs> latest reviews for our social media and they're amazing. And like, I'm going to have like Abby's only job is to watch our Friday recaps on stories now, because it's going to be like all the best words that you it's guys It's going to be the doing. hype squad. It's going to like, it's going to be what she needs that little hit and y'all they're really good. And I want more. So please give. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, back to my story here. <laughs> What we tend to do because we're smart people is start paying attention to people that we aspire to be mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And then what that does, if we're not careful, is that we now all of a sudden feel inferior. The weird mindfuck that I do is I don't aspire to be like that person. I just want also what they have. I don't think that's unvalid at all. I think wanting what someone else is, has is actually really healthy because then it gives us goals to wrap around. And we, if we can like reassign it in a new way, I think it can be really powerful because we can learn so much from the way other people have gained their success. But the thing I want you guys to watch out for is if you forget, especially if you're like us and you're always future thinking, you forget what you've built and you do not give yourself credit for what exists today. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you if we were, cause we, a lot of this stuff is public knowledge. Like you can look up all kinds of tax records. Like if you want to get real nosy, like stuff exists on the internet. <laughs> we run a business, the volume of revenue we do, if you compared it to other businesses in Kansas city, I don't care if we're talking about industry, but people we respect places we shop at places we eat at places we go to and think, man, they got their shit together. I would guarantee you we make double, triple, quadruple what some of these places do on an annualized basis. And I've somehow assigned that they live like their life is somehow crazier, better than mine. And that's just not true. And so like when we 
look at all these people that are successful in our industry. Mm -hmm. And then we forget about what we've actually built. And somehow we are super successful when you compare ourselves to other people. I don't know. I just, I think we tend to not give ourselves enough credit, period. So when you were talking about imposter syndrome and how we don't like those terms, and we've talked about that here on the show before, I don't know if you saw, I think it was Courtney Shaw who shared the thread on why she doesn't like the term imposter syndrome. And it was an excellent, excellent breakdown from another account. Sorry, I can't remember the name about how imposter syndrome, like when it was coined, what it actually meant initially, but like what it has come to mean today is like the only people who really say they deal with imposter syndrome are women primarily, because if you don't feel like you belong in a space, like that's like the true definition of imposter syndrome. If you don't feel like you belong in the top charts on the podcast or belong in that boardroom or belong on that marketing team or belong on whatever, right? You don't belong in that room. It's because you haven't been represented in that room for long enough for you to feel validated to be there. And so it's not that you're questioning your skills necessarily as part of it, but it's because like literally your brain does not have enough evidence that you being there is reality. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if we're talking about representation, clearly this obviously is such a huge, huge topic for the BIPOC community and the LGBTQIA community. I mean, I can only imagine feeling that constant lack of representation. Like in some ways I do feel lucky every morning that I wake up because of who I am. Like I, I know I have privilege and I know that's gotten me so far. And similarly, I am a part of rooms that I have not been represented in as a woman. And that has been, I wouldn't say painful, but like it's made me question well, am I ever supposed to grow a business that's this large? Right. Am I doing it right? Is this how they do it? They've been doing it for this long, so they must know things that I don't know. Which is why, like, if you look at the statistics, like, they're fucking staggering. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what size of business you're talking about. Just the amount of women in leadership... It's terrible. Make sure you guys are following Rachel Rogers on Instagram. We've had her on the podcast a couple times. Her book is amazing. She shares amazing and up-to-date stats on that kind of stuff about representation, about women in business, about how much money women in business make and all of that kind of stuff. It's eye-opening. It is eye-opening. All this to say, (laughs) I don't think we have a solution for what we're talking about, but It does make me, question's the wrong word. It makes me start to think through, okay, if I know this thing about myself and I know all of these other things about myself and I am very clear on what I want, like, cause I am, I am missing around. Okay. (laughs) But the cool thing is, and I've grown to believe this. And I think you guys listening have the ability to believe this. It just takes time to get there. I thought because of the representation piece. I thought that I didn't want a business that made X amount because I thought the only way to do that meant I had to live this lifestyle that I had no interest in. And so I kept myself small because I saw more representation of how people were doing it at X stage. 
And now I'm like, shit, like, can I keep doing what I'm doing and continue to grow? And P.S. The answer is yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can continue to grow and you get to design the life you want. And I think if we can hone nothing else into you guys, it's that there are so many people out there telling you how you are supposed to live, how much money you're supposed to make, what you're supposed to be charging, how you're supposed to show up every day, how many times you need to post, what you need to post about, what your content needs to look like. Fuck that. <laughs> you decide what you want your life to look like. You design a business that fits the life you want. And you get to the ability to change your mind at any time. And if you want to continue to grow, your life can change with it. Or you can keep your life the same and still grow in other areas. Like, I'm just so tired of people giving blanket statement advice about all of this stuff. And obviously, I'm really pumped up about it. So if you want to have a conversation further, I think there's a lot more to get out of this. And I'm sure there's probably like 17 other topics that we like, yeah, sort of touched on that could be a whole nother episode. If there's something that calls out to you, and you're like, Oh, please talk about this on the show. Send us a DM over at boss project. We listen to you guys. We definitely produce shows based on y'all's comments. So if you have something specific, you're like, wait, this was like two seconds of the podcast, but I need to hear more about it. Let us know. We'll dive into it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode and go leave that review. We can't wait to hear from you. Yes, please. Thank you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.